Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of I Wish I Was You. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, one of the most motivational, high-spirited, really awesome people that I know, the one and only Will Englander, who is the founder of The Root Co. Now, I wanted Will on this podcast because he's got a really cool Instagram. Whenever I see his posts, I just feel like uplifted. I feel like he's got it all going. He is just constantly motivated, working, but his job looks so fun. So I've brought him here to talk through how he manages to keep that up every day. Will. Hello, Elspeth. Thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure. Nice to be back. It's so great to be back. Me and Will have actually recorded a podcast, previously the one that I used to do for work. So it's a real honour to have him back on I Wish I Was You. Um, So Will, let's start with a little bit of background. What did your friends and family say when you said you were going to quit your consulting job in order to start your ginger beer company? That's a good question, actually. Um, My my family have always been quite supportive and there was a bit of a run into it. It wasn't just that I stood up one day and said, I'm going to quit. I'd had this idea, mull it, was mulling it over for a while. They knew that I was doing a little bit of recipe stuff on weekends in my kitchen. So when I eventually decided to quit, I don't think anyone was too surprised. And if they were surprised and unhappy, they definitely didn't let it show. All of my family in particular were very supportive. My friends too, I would say, because they were just kind of interested in me doing something a little bit different. And right at the beginning, right at the start of the business, I made sure to involve my friends as much as possible with kind of taste testing and recipe Mm -hmm. development too. So I don't think anyone thought, God, Will's flown off the rails. (laughs) But I imagine there are some people kind of talking in some corners somewhere being like, hey, Will's flown off the rails. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, the way that you came up with this business idea was um, quite unusual as well. Yes. So I had a had a recent history of drinking uh, ginger beer and ginger shots and identified that there was a big kind of taste profile difference between the two of them as well as a healthiness and, and functional feeling difference as well. Um, and then I had a general anaesthetic operation and woke up from it and thought of, um, thought of this business idea to create a hybrid ginger beer, ginger shot, uh, kind of market it as a ginger beer because I thought actually ginger beers weren't being done super well. Um, and I thought of a different business idea too when I woke up from that general anaesthetic, which was to use airport body scanners for a really good fit with your clothes. <laughs> which, uh, no offence, is nowhere a brilliant near idea. As, it's nowhere near <laughs> as good as the ginger beer. Uh, I mean... <laughs> I thought, I mean, to be fair, my own sense of fashion, which luckily you can't see on this <laughs> podcast, is... Uh, is a little bit rogue so I think I probably wouldn't have been the right the right person to lead that startup necessarily plus there were very high startup costs for the airport body scanner yes. I would have had to probably go into an airport somehow take one of their scanners <laughs> load it into the back of my car probably wouldn't fit there were lots of problems that I would have had to overcome you probably would have been banned from international travel for life yeah so a felon mm-hmm. yeah so Everyone can probably tell listening to this that you have what seems like a very natural energy and optimism that comes through in pretty much everything you do. Like your Instagram is just like 
constant go, go, go. Like it's like, hey, I'm up at like 7am cycling to my first drop off of the day. Like I'm yeah. I'm going to my run club now and then I'm going to every Planet Organic in London today to do a sampling <laughs> session of my ginger beer. Uh, it just seems like you're working all the time, but your energy is always like through the roof. Do you think that is a natural disposition for you? Or is that something that you have to actively work on? Well, it's actually a really, um, it's a really interesting question because I have only recently been quite down in the dumps. So for about three weeks prior to this, I would say I've only really been feeling a little bit better towards the end of this week. We're sat here on a Friday and over the last three days, the Wednesday, the Thursday, Friday, I've been feeling a lot better and a lot more like myself. But um, I was on holiday with my family, which was absolutely brilliant. And I came back to London and I just felt really lacking in motivation, really lacking my usual kind of mojo, not quite feeling my vibes, not springing out of bed at 7am and doing deliveries or going to run clubs or whatever it is I do early in the morning. Um, but... I guess I do, there's a, there's an element to your, or there's an element to my answer, which is, yes, I think naturally I am quite an optimistic person and I am, I've always been a doer and I've always been active and I love kind of being out and about and I like being busy and particularly if that's physically busy, I, lo- I really love running. I like cycling around for my business. It helps when you like moving around to get that energy to do it, I suppose. If it's something you like, you probably have energy for it always. Um, But then I guess there is also an element of me working to develop that energy by really concentrating my job. Well, I I loosely call it a job. What I do now with my ginger beer business, um, I have really majored on parts of life that give me energy too. So whether that is the physical activity and flying around in the fresh air on my bicycle, which I think is an unbelievably great contrast from the desk bound job I used to do, or if it's just meeting people and making new friends, I've always got lots of energy, even though I would say I'm probably an introvert. I like meeting new people and, um, whenever I meet someone new, whether it's at my stall or if it's the owner of a shop or just someone that's heard about my business, um, I always find that quite an energizing energizing process I love to chat and because I have to do this let's just focus on the cycling because I have to cycle ginger beer deliveries and because I have to be friendly to shop owners to get listings in their stores get my product on the shelf I'm basically doing activities that I yes have to do for my job but also ones that I really like anyway and bring me that energy so I think that part of it is a a natural optimism Um, But yeah, part of it is choosing a line of work and I'm very lucky to be doing this, but choosing something that really kind of taps into areas of life that I enjoy anyway. Mm. Um, But yeah, as I, as I started off saying, I I am also prone to feeling down too, for whatever reason that may be. Um, It might be something's troubling me in my personal life. It might be something to do with the business. Um, This particular kind of down period of three weeks I'm not entirely sure what was going on but I think it's probably to do with um, my business going from a kind of one man awesome really cool project kind of experimental no one knows what's going to happen to actually think about how do I professionalize it into a startup and what do I need in cash and what do I need in personnel and how do I actually build this into a business 
from kind of a nice idea that's resonated pretty well. So I think that has been intimidating me maybe for a while. I haven't, I've been away and been doing lots of stuff. So I haven't been able to really kind of tackle the question either. So it's been hanging over me and making me feel a little bit, a little bit down. Yeah, it's always hard when you don't want to, when you don't want to deal with something. If you have something to deal with, but you don't want to deal with it. Um, I feel like that's always when you end up feeling a little bit low. I th- I completely agree. And I'm the sort of person that if I've got something on my to-do list, I want to do it as quickly as possible. Yes. I don't, if I have a to-do list, I will try and smash it all in a day. I'm not going to think, let me spread these to-dos really neatly over my week. I think tomorrow I'm going to have a whole load more new to-dos. I better get to the end of my list today so that I've got a completely clean slate so that I can go into tomorrow and feel great about. Yeah, yeah. But if there is that one thing, then it's going to be looming over you and it's going to it's going to just Yeah, the looming. You can't have can't have things looming. No looming. No looming. No looming if you want to be happy. So on the other side, I know you say that, you know, your job sounds like everyone's dream, you're loving it, every every day is amazing, you love everything you do. That can't be that can't be true all the time, I assume. How do you motivate yourself to do the things that are slightly less glamorous, those parts of the job that uh, you don't look forward to so much? I don't know what they are. What are out of interest, what are they? And then how do you force yourself to do them? Yeah, I, I want to start by saying not every day is is fantastic. <laughs> I have a lot of fun doing what I do and I think I'm genuinely happy and excitable and loving it, you know, 80 percent of the time which I think is a really high percentage for any job um other people may disagree but I think that's pretty awesome uh, to be happy 80 percent of the time but the bits of the job I don't enjoy there's one particular bit I can um I can point to which is the process of persistence and sales when you go to a store and hand over samples of your product and then get in touch with them again and they don't reply to you and then you have to email them again or show up again in person when you're when you are dealing with people that aren't super organized or responsive and don't treat you very well that can really make you feel down because you as a small business owner you've tried to create something awesome you've put a lot of yourself into a product product often you know i designed the recipe and i designed the labels too and if people don't have the time to really take you seriously or consider you or your products um, properly, then that can feel uh, really, um, really sad. And then what's worse is that you have to re-engage the process of sales. You have to re-engage with that reality over and over again. Um, What's interesting though, is that if you can force yourself to re-engage with it, always there is it's only accretive it's only upside it's only positive results on the table I have occasionally been in an area where I know there's a shop I've spoken to before or a shop I've supplied before and I've been like do I really want to go in and and speak to these guys I haven't heard from them in months and then I've gone into the store I've forced myself to go in and I've spoken to them and they're like oh my god hey thank god you are here we're totally sold out can we place another big order and that just makes you feel like, oh, thank God, you know, I forced myself to do this. But yeah, I don't, I don't love that because it doesn't make you feel super brilliant. I don't like sitting behind a desk and firing off emails and being met with a blank wall of no reply, which happens a lot. Um, I don't love invoicing and accounting, even though I see a, see a certain elegance to it, being a slightly mathsy type of person. Um, but I think the key to 
um, the key to actually overcoming these problems and dealing with these tasks that you like less is just interspersing them with stuff you do like. So if, as long as you wrap your accounting broadly in a day where you're doing other fun stuff that you really enjoy or stuff that's kind of cool and vibey and makes mm. you feel like, wow, it's awesome. I'm the founder of a startup. How fantastic. <laughs> then you can usually get by. Um, similarly, when you're um, pitching to or having to pitch to people multiple times, email them multiple times or pop in multiple times. If, if you try and do that, as I said before, kind of when you're in the area or you know, cycle around a bit, generally try and keep your energy up by doing things you really enjoy, then it makes it way more tolerable to suddenly face the stuff that you want to do less. What I will never do or what I will try not to do is leave myself with like an admin day. So a full day where I'm just smashing admin. That for me will get procrastinated far, far into the future. You have to get your admin done as on a sort of pay-as-you-go type basis um, and then it never kind of builds up and never needs a day. And because, you, as I said, you're doing cool and fun activities around it. It doesn't feel like such a task. I really, I've never thought about it that way. I really like this, um, this way of thinking. I like the, the pay as you go method. To get, yeah. So that's, how, so that is how you get all of the things you don't want to do done. Just yeah. like basically put it in the middle of like two things that you do enjoy doing. Yeah. So start your day off maybe with something that's going to put you in the right mindset, mm. then go and do the thing that is potentially not quite so fun, whatever that might be. And then know that once you've done it, you've got something to look forward to that's be- going to be better later on in the day kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, good example. Earlier today, I put a wash on as we all have to do. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, put, put a wash on and then I was doing some stuff at my desk um, and then when it when it came time to hanging up my clothes to air dry because it's very hot in London at the moment so great to air dry clothes and um, I felt totally fine about doing it because I was then about to go on to um, speak to um, Chloe who's um, a friend of mine who's helping me out on the distribution side of the business. And I was looking forward to speaking to her. Then I knew I was going to spend my afternoon cycling. So it suddenly became a lot easier to hang up those clothes. Whereas if you leave that to like the end of a Friday evening or just before you go out, it feels like such a desperate chore. Yeah. Um, And there is something, there are mundane activities like hanging up clothes. Some people also describe the repetitive motions of cooking as quite therapeutic. Mm -hmm. There are just kind of mindless you can do them you can mm. th- often think about something else if you need to but um I think yeah as long as you mix mix in your day or mix those admin activities or those traditionally boring activities into your day with some stuff that's kind of fun and, and keeps you happy and energized then fantastic I think the, the next problem is figuring out what keeps you happy and energized mm. of course but um hopefully like people do have a reasonable handle on little things they can do to improve their day. Yeah, no, I, I really like that advice. Um, moving on yeah. to, so your company recently celebrated its first birthday. Yes, you came to the party. I know, it was brilliant. Everyone was wearing yellow. Yeah. I had to wear yellow, which was terrifying because <laughs> I only wear black and white. But yeah. I did wear yellow. You did great. <laughs> so what I want to know is in 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 uh, to celebrate this, this occasion yeah what would you say to yourself looking back 
a year ago? Like what, what bit of advice or, or what, what would you, what would you want to say? It's interesting because I don't think nearly enough about this. I'm someone that's very bad at sitting back in my armchair, thinking wistfully about times gone by. I'm really good at thinking ahead and um, thinking ambitiously ahead. But um, it's always really fun to chat to people about this because I never get myself in the mode of of thinking about it. Um, However, I was thinking about it only earlier today because um, a friend of mine who I used to work with is kind of launching, um, uh, I think also a podcast. And he asked me a few questions on WhatsApp, the kind of advice I would give to myself. And I would say the most important thing, um, and this is a, a slightly difficult topic, I would say, but I think the most important thing I would tell myself is just be wary that not everyone cares about ginger beer as much as you. In fact, it is incredibly likely that the vast majority of people in my life care about ginger beer a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the amount that I care about it. And the difficulty is when you or when I started the business, I was, I'd involved lots of my friends, as I mentioned before, and I was really expecting when I released a product, them to all just smash it and buy some and really do their utmost to support me. And I'm delighted to say that some of my friends did. Lots of them did not. And I remember feeling kind of confused and somewhat angry and really disappointed about that. There are still friends that I could point to um, sat here today who have still done absolutely nothing to support my business, whether that's, I don't know, liking an Instagram post or buying a can and um, letting me know how it tasted or anything. You know, it's it's really difficult, but you have to, rather than um, find yourself in a, sort of storm of emotion about it you have to just accept that people have their own lives and their own stuff going on and to be honest as well I think lots of people would look at the experience I'm having the Instagram stuff you were talking about earlier and be like wow Willis having a, an absolutely fantastic time what a lucky lucky guy I would love to be doing what he's doing I think always there's a grass is greener psychology with anything with any job um And there are things that are difficult about starting your own business, which they're probably unaware of. But still, I do feel really lucky and privileged to do this. So I'm kind of really, I feel like I've got to grips a lot better with the idea that people may look at what I'm doing and think, that looks really great. I'm kind of sad that's not me. And also, people have loads of stuff going on in their own lives. And those those two forces will kind of meet and mean that some people just don't want to kind of engage or really get up uh, get up the energy and the excitement that I have for my own business. As I say, even a tiny, tiny fraction. Mm. I think the thing is, I think I've said this in a previous podcast, I think it might have been my one with Holly, and she made a great point about you've kind of got to remember that, you know, you're the main character of your life. But every and then and then everyone else is kind of like a B plot character, right? But that means you're the B plot character in everyone else's life. Absolutely. So no one is ever going to care about what you're doing quite as much as you do. Yeah. And it's just kind of what you've got to deal with. I mean, I started the podcast and I was like, everyone's going to bloody love this. And yeah. I, you know, I have had a really good response and everything, but obviously, no one cares about it like I do. Because why would they? <laughs> yeah, I also think that your expectations should be set at every person that really kind of advocates this or gives me great feedback should be celebrated. It's not yeah. your expectation shouldn't be set at all of my friends should be supporting me. Yes. It should be 
none of my friends are going to support me. Let's just give this a punt and see mm-hmm. what happens. And then for every kind of accretive bit of support or enthusiasm that you're given by your network, your extended network, friends of friends, will really hit home and make you feel great. And I do have moments like that where friends of mine go above and above and beyond to um, pop stuff on their Instagram and really like message me a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel really endeared to those people consequently and I guess also it starting something like this such a a big project in in my life will naturally mean that I gravitate more towards certain people anyway so it's not that I'm you know I'm I'm not gonna um, shun all of my friends who have who have failed to support my business in it in, in that kind of way but it does make you think a little bit about kind of how important you and your goals are to other people um and as i said right when we started this section it is a sensitive topic because um you know it's not easy to talk about your friends failing you um but i think if you don't see it as failure necessarily if you kind of reframe it as you're not expecting anything from people and then anything they do is fantastic it's a much healthier way to live Hmm. so i uh asked the audience to send in some questions for yeah, you. Yeah, great. And they have delivered. Great. So we've got three questions here. I've picked out three. Um, the first one, I think, is very relevant to a lot of people. I think everyone kind of goes through this, usually relatively often, I'd say. I think this is an unavoidable part of life in 2022. Uh, the question is, how do you handle burnout? Yeah, so I don't really feel like I've faced burnout in the way that it's been described described to me before. I don't notice those characteristics, those symptoms mm. um, in myself very often. As I said, I had this three-week period where I was feeling really down and I'd been running quite hard at stuff before then. But I don't think it was related to me kind of lacking lacking energy, lacking motivation, really confused. Um, I think my my version of managing burnout is definitely kind of linked to what I was talking about before, where you choose to do something that naturally taps into parts of life that you love and enjoy. Um, that's obviously only just part of it. I'm also insanely lucky to have great support networks. And I'm particularly talking about my close family. I'm very close with my my parents and my brothers and my brother's wives too and if ever I needed counsel or was worried about something or if I needed anyone to monitor my mood they are fantastic at it and I also have various people mentors lurking lurking around waiting in the wings who are also keeping tabs on me and, and how I'm doing so I feel well looked after in an environment that will kind of nurture me if I need it but I'm also doing things that I know kind of make me happy on a daily basis. Um, it it may be the case that, as I said, I've been running quite hard at things that in not so long I will start to feel the symptoms of burnout. I have been warned about that by a couple of people. Um, at the moment, I feel fine and like I'm massively up for it still. But I think when you have a lot of responsibility and a lot of stress, and at the moment I have neither of those things really, I have some stress, but I don't have very much responsibility. If I start taking that on, I might find it a lot more difficult. So I guess let's wait and see. But it's a, it's a really good question. And I think burnout is something that 
lots of people I know have struggled with. Um, and I guess the as someone that hasn't, I can't say that I have been burnt out and found a really great solution. So it's almost difficult for me to comment, but I would say trying to, yeah, as I said before, emphasize um, in your day-to-day life, try to emphasize the things that you love and enjoy. For me, that's um, running and meeting people. And if I'm ever feeling down, just like sit in front of the TV with some un- unreal food oh and watch some watch some TV and just have a bit of self-care and try and get an early night, read a bit before bed mm-hmm. um, to get your mind off uh, TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, pretty much. I always love to say this, but it's like treating yourself how you would treat like a friend in need. Yeah. Like if you're feeling down, think about how you would like treat your best friend. Yeah. If they were feeling that way. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Good way to think about it. So question number two from Instagram. (laughs) This one just says, what do you do on days where you just cannot I think that I do, I do kind of understand the question, which is good. <laughs> I understand the question. Um, so I think on de- I'd classify those kind of days as I'm really feeling kind of low and fed up and I don't really have the mental capacity to do anything much, not plan, not do really complicated activities, not really use my brain. Mm-hmm. On those days, the best thing to do and this is looking after future Will because future Will is always really happy when like down, depressed, unenergetic Will has ticked off some mundane activities that otherwise future Will would have had to deal with. So what I do is I do stuff like manual labor and carry lots of ginger beer boxes, do some inventory management. Um, try to, I also try to clear my texts. So I try to clear my WhatsApps and my Instagram notifications, reply to everyone reply to all my emails so that when you emerge from your hole um (laughs) when you just cannot as the question as the question says you've got a really nice as I was talking about before clean slate with which to work and you've also done yourself loads of favors by um already ticking off lots of manual labor I think the key is not um not holding yourself up in some sort of what I would call (laughs) I would call it yeasting like propagating on the sofa just like doing absolutely nothing that will not make you feel better it's like how a domino's pizza seems like a really great idea idea at the time and then makes you feel horrible after it's really a lot better to try and move the feet a bit but not have to think about much don't make any important decisions but Mm -hmm. do kind of the 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 quick win easy task task as i said for me that's usually carrying carrying stuff or moving stuff around and and responding to to people Mm. i think that's actually really valuable advice uh, the third question is actually a really lovely one. It says, what are you most excited for at the moment and what perks you up? Yeah, I, I, I think that's a lovely question. Um, I think what perks, I actually think they are two di- very different questions. Yes. Because what perks me up, I, I interpret that question as what kind of gives me um, joy in the moment on a daily basis. And I do think those are things like... Um, running and feeling on top of everything and seeing my parents speaking to my family feeling like I am really carefully looking after all the most all of the most important areas in my life that's what perks me up and then also if I'm spending a day out on my bicycle rather than behind my desk mm-hmm. that would also perk me up if the weather's good that might perk me up yeah. but to be honest I've had really rainy days where I've been like 
Good on you, Will, for getting out in this rain. Your bum is absolutely soaking. But like, I'm proud of you. It's weird how I've got this sort of third third part person situation. Um, is that like split personality? Anyway, undiagnosed. We shouldn't we shouldn't make any claims. So that's what perks me up. Um, and then what brings me? It was excitement, wasn't it? What excites? What excites me? What, what are me? you excited yeah. about at the moment? Yeah. So I think that's more like a, a medium medium term view of what I'm excited for and I'm going to pick one from my personal life and one from uh, my job so um, in my personal life I am really excited to actually fulfill a couple of nice summer plans with a couple of different groups of friends just like over long weekends Mm -hmm. and then I'm also going away with my family um, with my parents at the beginning of August uh, to the US for a wedding that's also really fun it's a slight shame because both of my brothers got married last year so that was a real high and neither of them are remarrying this year so um <laughs> that's good so we, yeah that is good but we're missing out on those celebrations um so I'm really excited about those the classic like holiday things but because I've had this three three weeks of not feeling myself I'm also excited just to kind of see people and be on my best form again yeah. so I've not felt on my best form for a while um and then in a work context, as I was discussing earlier, I'm considering taking the business from a one-man team project to actually a startup. And what actually really excites me is trying to build a team and trying to get at least one other person involved in the experience I'm having. Because there's lots to do for just me. It's I think the business would definitely do uh, do well from having an extra pair of hands. Um And that's kind of exciting from an expansion and capabilities point of view. But I think what I'm really excited about for for bringing someone in is to try and deliver to them the amazing kind of learning, kind of fun, exciting, random experience that I've had and try and, yeah, create um, a really lovely, really lovely time for them. um, And also hopefully sell sell some ginger beer in the process, Mm -hmm. make some ginger beer in the process, all of these things. I think it's an exciting stage I'm at at the moment a bit of an inflection point so yeah okay and let's move on to our wind down questions the same questions I ask every guest at the end of the episode which actually if you've listened to all of the episodes you're probably like no you ask different questions every time but I don't want to hear about it um my favorite question what habit what's one habit that you have that makes you feel really good one habit that I have that makes me feel really good, I love spending um, I love spending time in the shower. I love, like, I don't know, it's a bit of an OCD thing, but I love feeling clean. I love having a nice shower, particularly on a hot day. Turn that temperature right down. Not a cold shower, but a really cool shower. A lukewarm shower. Exactly, a, lu- a, lu- a lukewarm <laughs> shower. Um that for me is actually a really nice peaceful time and I if I think about it I rarely um have bad negative experiences in the shower it's just peace it's just peace time for me that's a good habit I think do you have shower thoughts are you a person that has like uh big epiphanies in the shower because I feel like people talk about this all the time whereas I feel like when I'm in the shower I'm just like zen yeah enjoying the experience of the shower 
I'll often think about things in the shower, but I'll rarely come to a firm decision on anything. I, I, I will just it. kind of, rum- I'll mull things over and ruminate mm-hmm. more than I will be like, wow, Eureka. Although saying that sometimes if I'm really struggling with a crossword clue or a, wor- <laughs> a word or something, taking it in my head into the shower can sometimes like prompt, prompt results. Um, I, I'm not sure why I'm saying this, but my dad sometimes solves crossword clues in the bath. Something he like <laughs> regularly does. Um, and I seem to, I've transferred from bath to shower, but I seem to have the same, the same capability. It runs in the family. Exactly. Um, and then the question to end the podcast. I'm really not sure what you're going to say about this. I'm not sure how you're going to respond to this question, but it is. Who do you look at and think, God, I wish I was you? Wow. What an interesting question. I mean, I think I have quite a, a deep desire to be liked. So when I see famous people, I'm like, wow, imagine what it would, be, how awesome it would be to be famous. But then I also know that roughly we as humans spend the same amount of time kind of happy or sad as each other, regardless of what we do. And being famous also comes with so many complications and so much um, uh, intrusion Mm-hmm. in your privacy uh, because people are really interested in you but I do I look at someone uh, I look at someone like Stephen Stephen Bartlett mm-hmm. um, and think wow it would be amazing to be that guy you know he's quite young he's completely self-made which I think is phenomenal I'm not completely self-made I've had lots and lots of fortunate circumstances that have helped me start my business and I think it's incredibly impressive. I think he is a fantastic, he's turned into a fantastic interviewer on his podcast too. Um, and it really asks insightful questions. He's very honest, refreshing. It's kind of listening to him almost makes me annoyed that he's not slipping up in any way. Because usually when I see famous people and they're communicating quite regularly, posting stuff on social media, or whatever, I can usually be like, oh, he sounded, he or she sounded a bit awful there. But I actually think that he seems like a, a, a swell and exemplary guy. So, yeah. Yeah, I can get behind that. I, I like Diary of a CEO. I think that's one of the podcasts that has definitely, I listen to that a lot. And I think that's one of the ones that kind of gave me the push to do this one. Yeah. And listening to him interview, he's one of the people that I study in air quotes um, to to become a better interviewer. Because yeah. I think he, he does have it cracked. Yeah. Um, well thanks for today Will thanks for joining us a real pleasure I loved it and if people want to find you where should they go (laughs) that's a great question the call to action part of the podcast (laughs) Um, well you could definitely check out my Instagram um, which is just the root co or the dot root dot co Um, if you fancy trying a can of ginger beer they're in the planet organic stores across London um, as well as the euphoria and bakeries as well Um, But I also work with lots of independents. So keep your eyes open. If you see a dark blue can with yellow font or a light blue can with yellow font that says ginger beer or ginger kick, (laughs) then um, yeah, you can sweep one up and give it a try.